0: Welcome to the ministry of Rev. David Eddie Genfie. Rev. David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise matured sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Rev. David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of dangers of wrong marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has sped Jesus for all nations. An Evangelistic Crusade Ministry. Now listen to Reverend David H. J. V.
1: Tonight we want to look at the overcomers. Wow. The overcomers. I just want to wake you up. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and said the overcomers. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. You see, there is the ordinary believer... And there are the overcomers. I said there is the word the ordinary believer, and there are what the overcomers. It is not every believer who is an overcomer or who will be an overcomer. The truth is, as you are here right now, you have the privilege and opportunity, okay, to determine what you become before the Bima the BMAT, I mean the BMAT seat judgment. Like I always tell you, getting to the Bima Seat judgment it is only by your acceptance of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. But having gotten there, getting to heaven is not the end of the whole thing. Beloved, let me tell you something. Heaven, how many of you you have ever hurt somebody you loved you never wish you hurt? You ever ever hurt? How many of you have ever gone through that? Oh. Oh. Raise your hand well. Yeah, you never felt. And how many of you have ever... Uh, you really, you, you are really in love with somebody, okay? But maybe they, it will be good for the ladies. It will be good for them And and you are making yourself somewhere, and the person be, began to go, away, walk away, and now it's like I, I want you to, please come back to me, come back, come back to me, come back to me. <laughs> and the person is still going, and you it's like you don't know what to do. How do you feel about that? It's not easy at all. You see. Some of these experiences, in its infinite degree is how one will feel when you hurt the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you. That's how you feel when you hurt the Lord. You see, how you will break a person's heart. One day, day. I was having uh, a meeting with uh, Prophet Manasseh and he told me to do something and I felt, no, I have to rather... He was doing something... For me. And I was like, No, Prophet. And I saw in his face. I have never seen like that. It's like Pastor David. And I was like, prophet, please, I'm sorry. Up to now, when I remember it, I feel very bad. Like, how why should I do that to Prophet? Like, oh no. And there was an, a pastor around and said, No, please, go ahead. Allow him to do. I felt David. I was like, have I hurt the prophet? Oh, I was so wounded. And in fact, I, I've, I've not forgiven myself up to now, honestly speaking. Sometimes I feel like, ah, what does he think about me? And that, you see, that feeling, and it's increased order into infinity. <laughs> it's, it ten, I mean, I don't want to use the word ten, Infinity on ending degree is how you feel when you stand before the judgment seat. And the Lord Jesus with its highest expression of love begins to look at you with that lovely eye. And you realize that, ah, I have broken your heart. Ah. So, you see, that is when you will, before it, you will really understand what it means to die for a sinner. And you will realize that, ah, I should have lived for him. To, to live for him was something very little, something very simple. How did I end up not living for him? This is how you're going to feel. You see, you, you, I'm telling you the truth. You may not have gone to hell before, but look, it, you'll feel like, oh, this is too worse than hell. As for hell, you already know that it's going to be hellish. hellish. <laughs> you know hell is going to be what? Hellish. But to feel pain and hurt in heaven, look, and that's where the Bible says there will be nursing of teeth. When I talk about nothing of teeth, <laughs> people think it is hell. Hey, let me tell you something. In hell, there's no nation of teeth. Uh, well, I've not seen in my Bible that in hell there's gnashing of teeth. How can you be nursing of teeth? The fire is burning you. If there is... You cannot be doing... Hmm. You can't do it. <laughs> the fire will force the sound out of you. Hallelujah. But in heaven, there will be national of it, Like you will regret. There will be regrets. You will pain. Like, you see? <laughs> I, I was reading a uh, final question. I got to a place where uh, Regina found himself before the throne. And a lot of the saints and some of the angels were bowing, like bowing out. And Regina was feeling embarrassed. So one of the saints got closer to Regina and told him, uh, you know, Regina, Regina just recovered from COVID-19. He wrote to me a letter personally today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> so he told him that, do you know why we are bowing? He said, no, I'm feeling very embarrassed. Why are you bowing to me? I'm just like, he said, no, it's because of the mantle upon you. At that time, the mantle of humility was upon Regina. And it, it is so honored, the mantle of humility is so honored in heaven that at his passing, the saints begins to bow. Hallelujah. I just heard Jesus speak to me. But I will tell you what he said. He spoke something to me yesterday, and he just reminded me of it. Hallelujah. Wow, nice. I've missed you. Glad to see you. And so he quickly removed it. And when he removed it, he started feeling very ugly. And it was like, it's like, <laughs> it's like going to a nice banquet, okay, with somebody. And it's like the person is eating and all of a sudden he uses his left hand to take a and He's like, like everybody was looking at him like some way. Uh, you are with a person, you feel very embarrassed, is that yeah. yeah. Quickly, he placed that thing back. He met Paul, and Paul was teaching him something, and. He felt like, oh, he he feels too big than Paul. So he took off the mantle. And when he picked up the mantle, you know what happened? The Lord Jesus granted him grace to see St. Paul. But when he took off the mantle, he started getting woozy. And before he realized, it was like a cloud. Paul was getting lost and vanishing in the cloud. And he was asking Jesus. And Jesus said, because he took off the mantle. When he placed on the mantle, Paul was gone. Ah, Listen to me. There's a place for humility, but there's a place for wisdom in our work with the Lord. Sometimes we define foolishness as humility. When the Lord expects us to be bold, because of our cultural background and because of some trainings that we have gone through, we end up thinking we are being humble by not being bold. But it is expected of the righteous to be bold. Hallelujah. Most of the Issues people have with the church. Our church is because we sound very bold with the word of God. Somebody was telling me that the parent told him, Don't try to preach me. When did you know Jesus? What what? He said, I've been trying, I know what you are doing is not right. But they have won him. That's why they have arrived. They see boldness as arrogance. But it is all like that. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we, are, we will speak the truth in love. Hallelujah. And Jesus told me, Join He said, The lesson Paul was about to teach you, you will learn it. He said, He was begging Jesus, Oh, I want what he was teaching me. Because Paul was teaching him about the affliction that was in his, the tongue that was in his flesh. He asked Paul, What was that thing you were talking about? Because people feel it was a certain weakness or whatever. He said, that the, that An enemy was sent to buffet his, him. And a Tom was in his flesh and Jesus told him that my strength is made perfect in your weakness and my grace is sufficient for thee. So he was explaining that revelation and then Paul went away. And Jesus said that. You will learn that lesson but in a very hard way. There are two ways to learn in the kingdom. It is either you submit to tutorials or you go through experience to learn it. Hallelujah. And for your information, with that humility, you cannot you cannot learn. Do you know that? So the Bible—that's so why he took the mantle and he—he—he he, he, he missed the lesson. He took off the mantle and he missed the lesson. Because it takes humility to learn. Amen. Amen. I was teaching my pastor something yesterday. That why did the Bible tell us that we should go to the ant and learn his ways? You and the ant, who is bigger? <laughs> it takes humility to go down and go and observe the ant, like I did. I went to the bush. It was a cemetery where they buried the chiefs. They buried him there. I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> I went to the Bem and <laughs> I went to study soldier ants. Because the Bible says I should go to the ants. When I talk, they were not hearing me, so I went to study them. How they do their things and how and I realized that the ants are an intelligent insect. And I learned a lot of things from the ant. Hallelujah. It is easy to deal with an ant, but difficult to deal with a lot of ants. Are you aware? One day. A group of soldier ants entered into my hand coop and they killed my hand without shedding blood. <laughs> Do you understand it? They ate the hand, pieces, 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 pieces. I went the hand was dead. I saw the hand tear apart and I saw the bone, but I never saw blood. I was like, hey, did they drink it or not? Amen. So we have lessons to learn, but it was humility. So in the kingdom or in the in the in, the, in heaven we are going to see the difference between ordinary believers and the overcomers. The overcomers are those who will reign with Christ in the next age. You know, after, the, after this age, there's the kingdom age. Are you aware? Yeah. And that is where the Lord Jesus will reign. And the overcomers will reign with him. It means that it is not every believer that will reign. Now, listen to me. Now that we are on earth here, every believer has the power, okay, to reign with the Lord. Hallelujah. We are supposed to reign here on earth. Let's look at Revelation 5.10. Let's look at Revelation 5.10. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests. He has made us unto what? Our God, kings and what? Priests. And we shall reign on the... We shall reign on the earth. He has made us. It's, a, it's in past tense. So as you are here, you are a king and you are, hello? You are a king and you are what? A priest. A priest. And you see, one of the saints that assumed that position so powerfully was David. King David assumed his kinship and he took hold of his priesthood. So one day he entered into the, the, the temple and he went to eat the bread on the altar. And everybody was expecting that he would die. And they saw that the guy was walking away. Why? Because he's a king and a what? And a priest. That is why the Bible says that if you forgive anyone, you are, the person who is truly what? Forgiving. The Bible says that wherever the word of a king is, there is what? There's power. You have are, you are, you are been made a king. You are a royal. Which one? He said he has called us. We are the lost people. We are his peculiar people. And we are royals who are priests. So we are kings and we are priests. On earth here. The Bible says the heaven and the earth is the Lord, but he has given the earth for the sons of men to rule upon. Hallelujah. So we are supposed to rule here on earth. We must be in charge. See, I must be in charge. Some of things must take over our mind. That everywhere we enter, we should be in charge. We should be in charge. We are not talking about, you see, when you begin to, anybody that intimidates people is not in charge. It means that the person is actually afraid. But we don't rule by fear, we rule by authority. Authority controls power. I say authority, that's what? Controls power. <laughs> I can tell you that His Excellency Akufado can never be stronger than his bodyguard. But he, the bodyguard cannot instruct his, the, his excellency. His excellency will instruct him. Why? Authority controls. <laughs> so we are in charge. So when Jesus rose up from the said he has all the powers and authority in heaven and earth have been given unto me. He said, therefore, he has mandated us to go. So we, we are operated by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why at the mention of the name Jesus, by the authority, every knee must bow. He didn't say every knee should bow. He said every knee must bow. And every tongue must, must confess that he is Lord. Hallelujah. That means that every tongue must acknowledge the Lordship of the Lord, of Jesus Christ. And every knee. That means that anything that assault itself against the authority of Jesus Christ must come down. The only time demons can have control and power over you is when you are operating without authority of Jesus Christ. You cannot be declaring the name of Jesus from a different standpoint the bible says that you'll be able to avenge every form of word, disobedience after your obedience has been made excuse me <coughs> sorry so there's going to be the overcomers and those who will reign with Christ in the next age second Timothy 2 the verse number 12. 2 Timothy, the verse number 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Hallelujah. If we suffer, we shall also do what? Reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Revelation 2, I'm sorry, 20, the verse number 4 to 6 says that, and I saw thrones and they that sat upon them Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. Say, I'll be part of the first resurrection. On such, the second death had no power, but they shall be priests of God, of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. That means that there's not everybody that will reign with the Lord. We look at it and we realize that the martyrs, those who pay price, those who go through a lot for the sake of his name and his word. For the sake of his name and his word. He said those people will reign with him. When you read the book of Philippians, the Bible says what? He was obedient unto death, even death on the cross. And because of that, he was giving what? A name. So Jesus and some of Jesus' position were by attainment. Hallelujah. And he has been made to sit at the right hand side of the father. And at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow. Why do you think that somebody went out to wear and cast out devils and the demon possessed person looked at the guy. I'm sure he was smoking <laughs> and was like, well, Jesus I know, Paul I know. Who the hell you are. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy caught them and beat them. Seven children. Seven guys. He beat them. One guy. He beat seven people. Beat them. The question I'm asking is the Bible says that there is no name under the earth by which a man can be saved except the name of what? But there are certain names which are recognized in hell that when you mention it people are afraid. That is why I said, Jesus, I know. Paul, too, I know. One day in South Africa, a great man called A.A. A. Allen arrived at the scene and people were casting the devils. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus, come on, come on. <laughs> the demon was not minding them. When A.A. Allen got there, do you know what he did? He got there, he heard the guy, he said, A.A. Allen. That was all. The demon checked out. I'm what? A.A. Allen. That was the end. So there are certain people who go through certain stages and realms and sufferings for the sake of the gospel that they have been given certain authority. Let me tell you something. Whatever you are able to overcome, you would have authority in that dimension. You will have authority in that dimension. The reason being that when you become an overcomer, you have also become an instructor. You are supposed to be able to impart others. You are supposed to raise others. You are supposed to help others cross over from where they, where you overcame. So you become an authority in that dimension. Hallelujah! So the Bible says that by faith the elders obtained a what? A good report. Some people have obtained by faith. Why did the Bible talk about Enoch? That Enoch walked with God. These people have become templates. Spiritual template, divine template for us. They have become figures we look at and we cannot say that we cannot make it. You cannot tell me that because of your work and because of your child and because you have a baby and because you have you cannot come to church, you cannot serve the Lord. You cannot, no, he will tell you that after Enoch begat Methuselah, he served the Lord. So what is your business? What is your trouble? I don't know my, my 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 play. Actually, I I no no man is proposing to me. My my husband is there. Go and ask Anna. When Anna married, I think for just two years, seven years, the husband died, and he, she lived for almost sixty years without a husband. And he, she became an intercessor. She <laughs> maybe if the husband was alive, going to the temple to go and pray, will it be possible? Hey, husbands, can worry you. <laughs> As one can worry sometimes. Hallelujah. So there are certain thrones in heaven which not every believer will set on it. There are certain believers who are called the overcomers. Now listen to me. When we talk about the overcomers, okay, we have two dimensions of them. There are two dimensions of them. There is those who will overcome in the age of tribulation. But I don't want to go into that because I'm not here for eschatology. There is those who will overcome in the age of all tribulation. the rapture. And the, the same that will be remained and all those things. And the, uh, the antichrist and the pressure and all those things. And those who will be beheaded and all. Do not deny the name of the Lord. These are all going to be what? overcomers. When you read Revelation chapter 12, it is there. It is there. Hallelujah. I don't know whether we have to go through that. Otherwise, if we go through that, we will not finish uh, tonight. But when you read Revelation chapter 12, it is there. The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the lamp. And by the word of that one testimony we overcame him and by the blood of the And then there is those of us before the rapture, okay, that for the sake of Christ, but for the sake of, of our love for the word and then the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going through certain pains, we are enduring certain things, we are paying certain price. And actually, the excellency, the beauty of your Christian life, your faith, is actually connected to the challenges you are able to overcome. It is not in the suit and the tie and the study Bible you carry. No. It is not in that. Some of you feel, if you have a nice suit and you come to church and you have a nice tie, oh, that guy is a good believer, he's a nice believer, he's a cute guy, he's a young man, he, he fears that he loves the Lord. It is not even in the speaking of tongues. Shall tell about Kebra this Right now, people can speak tongues in the slang. I'm telling you, my brother. Holly uh, you shake here or shade this tell us so. of angels. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is not in that. The Bible says that blessed are ye when men shall persecute you for my sake. For my sake. There are those who go through the baptism of suffering just for the advancement of the gospel. to get married. Why? Because, look, there is a burden upon our hearts. I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, look, if there is any country that must pray for for, uh, China, it must be Ghana. It must be Ghana. Because we have the liberty of religion. And the Chinese and other uh, communist countries, they are going through a lot of hell. And we need intercessors. Strangely, we are here. And we are doing Papa No and no, And that is all we talk about on radio. We talk about this and this, and, this and Every day you get up, it is politics. We should be having men that have buried themselves or buried themselves day and night praying for the saints and the brotherhood that are in China, that are in Russia. We should be praying for the people in Turkey. We should be praying for the people in Iran. We should be praying for them. The people in your next zone, you should be praying. Pray. Spend time. Bury yourself, beloved. The truth of the matter is that it is by prayer that we permit the will of God on earth here. Without prayer, we cannot. There was not a single thing that Jesus did without first prayer. Without first prayer. Jesus always distinguished himself because he knew how to separate himself. After every major program, he would separate himself and hide and pray. The Bible says he will be there and tarry there the whole night until the death day. He comes up and the disciples are trying to cast out epileptic uh, demon and they are, they are struggling with it. Jesus gets there and he says, Come out. And that's all. It is prayer that opens the earth up. For the prevailing of the will of God, if it will happen in your life, it's connected to prayer. If it will not happen in your life, it is connected to prayer. If it will happen in your city, it is connected to prayer. If it will happen in our nation, it is connected to prayer. If you want to see it in another person's life, I say it is connected to what prayer. Because when you pray, the number of angels that come at work that get active. On, on the matter increase the more you pray. That's the truth. The more you pray, the more the more, pray, the more you pray, the more you pray. Every prayer, let me tell you the truth every prayer provokes or activates an angel in heaven. Every prayer, including colonial prayers. An angel had to be sent to Peter when he was having his uh, siesta, he was receiving visions and having his siesta. And they had to go and stop him. Why? Because a man called Cornelius was not born again was praying. Wow. And heaven had to recognize and organize his salvation. Because his prayers were not uh, because he was not born again. His gifts and his prayers were not so they were just there as a memorial. So God had to organize his salvation. And he can't come down and come and preach himself. He needs a man on earth here to go and preach. So he went to Peter to go and preach him and he gave his life to Christ. And now his prayers became relevant in heaven. Hallelujah. If you know that your next level and your next dimension is truly connected to your praying, your prayer life, how will you pray? Some of us, we like crying, we like complaining, we like talking, we like criticizing, but we don't like praying. I pray in the name of Jesus that the prayer baptism shall fall upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Bible says that my house will not just be a house of praise and worship. It says it shall be a house of what? Yeah. The Christ of man, the Christ of the heart of man must be rising from the temples of God. But you have turned it into den of thieves, you must overcome in prayer. Hallelujah! Revelation 17 14. This shall make war with the lamp, and the lamp shall overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and they that are with him are called. Chosen and they are faithful. Now, when we talk about the overcomers, number one thing you have to know is that they are called ones. They are called ones. Number two, they are chosen. And number three, they are faithful. They are faithful. The Bible asks and said, Have you endured to the point of what blood said? Have you? Don't you think that we are too calm when it comes to uh, our our faith? Hello? That rugged Christian life. That price-paying Christian life. I don't see it these days. No, not here. But I pray that it will stir itself up. Uh, People have chased us with urine before. People have chased us with, with urine. We have, we have gone to people's houses and they thought we were coming for their girls. I have led a lot of Muslims to Christ. Even Malam's daughter, Malam, Malam's daughter. I led her to Christ. The Malam called me and told me that you finish me. I said, thank God you have turned the battle into the battles of the gods. He said, why should I? He realized that the girl was praying in you stage. Do you know how I did it? The girl wanted to go for another uh, class. What is it? What do you call it? Extra classes. She, she didn't have money. And I told her, I will offer to teach you. One hour, I teach 30 minutes Bible and 30 minutes mathematics. Three days! She gave her life to Christ. And then we stop a lot of the commonness. So we go, I teach, I teach the word. And the lady, oh, one day she came. She says something is coming up on her. I said, What is that? He said, What is this? She feels so much joy. She she feel like telling her father what is happening. She wants to tell everybody what they are doing is wrong. I said, Don't start it now, otherwise you'll be in trouble. Wait, <laughs> slow down. Tell somebody, slow down. I'm sure she went to pray in tongues in the house. And Malam got to know. And somebody went to tell Malam that it is that man that his his shop is opposite. Every day he has been carrying your daughter to the temple. There, he called me and said, Oh, yeah, go share mass. Call mass. <laughs> <laughs> this one is calling mass. So I Call it hallelujah. We had to leave somebody, a Muslim, in town here to Christ. And you know what? It is? We had to pretend she was our girlfriend. Yeah, before we call her from the house, if we go that way. The parents didn't have a problem but when we write with ties and bible ah so we had to really pray that she gets admission out of town so she got admission to legon and when she goes to school she goes to church when she comes home she's in the house as though anytime it's friday she's sick used is call right now she's one of the okay i'll mention otherwise the parents will know that they have to own <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you been chased with catlars before? The Bible says they will suffer with him. They will reign with him. Hallelujah. There are three things God wants us to overcome. Three major things that God wants us to overcome. Number one, we are supposed to overcome physically, we are supposed to overcome the world. Physically, we are supposed to overcome what? The world. Wow. First John five four. He said that for whatsoever is born of God overcometh what? Hello, are you here? We are you going home. Yeah. Whatever is born of God, that's what overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our world. our faith. First John five five said that who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. The world will come at you. But the Lord Jesus is expecting us to do what? To overcome it. He is expecting us to overcome the world. Why? Because he has overcome it. He said rejoice my little children. For I have done what? Whatever Jesus has overcome you can overcome. You have the power. You have the authority. As long as you are born of God, as long as you are born of God, he that is born of God overcometh the world and the systems. When we talk about the world, what are we talking about? We are talking about the systems which are in operation in this, I mean, uh, Earth or in these galactic bodies. The systems. The social system, political system, whatever system, whatever that is happening around you. The Babylonian system. You are supposed to overcome it. As a believer, you should not be overcome by money. As a believer, you should not. No, 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 no. You must win the battle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing should be a hinder to you. No. no. Nothing. Am I preaching something very powerful? So it means that if you're not born again, you cannot overcome this way. The world will overcome you. Your world will overcome you. By the time you realize, you are you are dancing to the tune of the world. You are dancing to the tune of the world. We have what it takes. I have what it takes. Oh, I said I have what it takes. takes. Yes. And you should know this. Hallelujah. Now, if you are going to cross the bridge at Odasco and you get there and you meet me there and say, hey, Charlie, Brittany Ebu, the bridge is coming down. Would you cross it? No, knowing my integrity. <laughs> Would you cross it? So, knowledge, okay, of what you don't know, sometimes determines how you behave towards what you don't know. So, knowing that you are an overcomer, so give you some boldness. Oh, brain, no mind me. I, I have faith. You will walk on it without thinking. To give you some boldness. You should not be scared. You get to the workplace, whatever system is operating there, you must be in charge. Why? Because you are born of God. You are born of God and the spirit of God is in you. You can't lack wisdom. You know what to do. Jesus, the Bible said that, and Jesus knew what to do. You always know what to do at all the time. You don't find one thing. The Bible says that when you are called upon, do not bother to know how to speak. For when you get there, He said, He will give you words that your enemies will not gainsay. I say, I have what it takes. I have what it takes. <laughs> so now some people have been asking us, How did you manage to get this site for your building? And all those things, I have what it takes. I was telling the engineer about when we're praying and I saw an angel carry a beast from the site and drag. Do you know that before time? When I think about it, we are come to build, then my heart begins to beat. Hey, hey, hey! But now he the engineer said Charlie, I'm in a hurry. I feel like it. the thing. I need a chair. I need a chair. The documents are supposed to come to our hands tomorrow. I, we have to move. I, and I feel some bonus. And recently they went to there, and they killed a long serpent. I asked the engineer, what is the, sep- the meaning of a serpent in the Bible? The people in the area there, they were afraid of that. i have never seen that happen before. That, that, that type and the size. It's not Python. I was like, hey. I'm sure that beast is what they have carried, they, they finished. God bless the intercessor. i so you it was intercessors that killed it. If people had not killed it, I would have been surprised. <laughs> you cannot be praying caterpillar tongues here and the devil will be sucking you for your garden to feed it. <laughs> they got there, they were within they, 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 and they kept their focus because hey, the devil is a bad devil he's a bad devil <laughs> I don't know whether you know of any good devil but this one is a bad devil <laughs> when they were killing the serpent you know what happened a rat also came out so a serpent is here, a rat is here you see Satan he wants to divert your course they, they didn't think about their soup they realized that there is an enemy on the ground <laughs> So they allow the round to go and they focus on the enemy. He's <laughs> a bad devil. That guy is a bad devil. Hallelujah. The other thing the Lord expects us to overcome in the soulish realm is our flesh and our soul. We have to overcome. How do you overcome the world? We overcome the world by faith. We overcome the world by what? By faith. I say we overcome the world by what? The Bible says, and without faith, it is impossible to please what? And how do we get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So, any believer that is word added would always win the battle of the world. You will overcome it. You will not lack wisdom. Ezekiel said, the word, the spirit of the word entered me and it carried me and placed me on my feet. You will not come to a point and say, I'm weak. No, it can't happen. You must be full of the word. The Bible says the word of God must dwell in you, what? Richly. The Scripture say that the word dwells in that, dwell, dwell in that and it, it became flesh, and it dwelt among us. You can only overcome the world by faith. Rejoice, my little children, for I overcome the world. Who is he? He is the word. He has overcome the world. So for the world to be alive in you, you will be an overcomer. I say you will be an overcomer. In the name of Jesus. And we are supposed to overcome our flesh and our soul. Romans 8, the verse 4 to 6. That the the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh... Do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. So, you, you can never overcome your soul without walking after the spirit. Submitting to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. For to be carnally minded, to think carnally. Now, when we talk about a carnal minded person, we are not talking about somebody who is not born again. We are talking about a believer who thinks about girls and pornography. We are talking about a believer who thinks carnally. So there are three people the Bible talks about in the book of Romans. The natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. The natural man is the one who is not born again. He is dead. But the kind man is the one who is born again, but had failed to build his mind, his soul, by the transformation power of the word. The Bible says that, I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye what? Present your bodies as a living world, sacrifice, holy and what? Acceptable. Then he said what? Be not conformed to the world, but be ye, what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew our mind? Through the word of God. the word of God. So you can see a believer and he, he or she can easily think about certain things. Somebody offends him or her and the next thing that he thinks about is revenge. That's a carnal minded believer. You see a believer and he doesn't have money and why didn't you come to church? Ah, that's a carnal minded believer. That's the kind of. Didn't you read the Bible that they sold what they had and they went to church to meet the needs of other other saints who had had nothing? It means that there were other people in the church who went to church with nothing and people that had came to church and they helped them with something. And that one, they were meeting every day. Do you know that in the Bible, they need to go to church every day? In fact, three hour interval. The Bible said at the hour of prayer, Paul was going, I mean, Peter and John. Were going to pray, and they met a man at the gate of beautiful, yet his life was not beautiful. He was sitting at the beautiful gate, yet his life was ugly. And he said he wanted money, he said, silver and gold we don't have. So, even the pastor can go to church without money. Apostle Peter, I mean, Apostle Peter and John, they were going to church, there was no money in their pocket to the extent that a beggar was asking for. 20% for water. He said, silver silver, and gold. We don't have. What we have is what we give you. What do you have? He said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk and go and work for yourself. <laughs> rise up and walk and go and work for yourself. <laughs> so please, it's not about I have money or I don't have money. Come to church. Come to church. Hallelujah. Do you know that church is God's wisdom? It's God's wisdom, and it is actually a command for every believer to come to church. Are you aware? And you know, you shall be judged on that. The Bible says that as you see the day, approach, let no one absent himself from the garden of the saints. Let no one why? Because in the last days, perilous sometimes of what shall come. It said so that there will be abundance of what sin and evil, and the love of many shall do what? Do good. One of your ways to be delivered from backslidiness is to enter into fellowship. It's to enter into fellowship. Because when you stay home, I'm telling you, Pragya will, uh, uh, will, will, will educate you. What are some of the series that are flowing out? Some of you, European championship will educate you. It's ongoing. And you're here. You know all the names of the players. Uh, Ricardo. <laughs> Ricardo Kaka. <laughs> who was who was mother? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the, Praise the Lord. You are supposed to be in fellowship. The Bible says that Ion sharpened wall. Ion. And the Bible says, deep, that's what? It calls on to deep. When I come to church and I see the man of God leading prayer, I begin, as I'm praying with him, I begin to realize that this one has a certain word, prayer energy. It encourages me to step up. It encourages me to step up. As you are here, as the word of God is coming to you, do you know what Jesus said? Something was happening to the disciples when Jesus was preaching and they didn't know. And Jesus had to tell them, he said, you have been made clean by the word I have spoken to you. So it means that when Jesus was preaching, the people were going through sanctification, and they didn't know. So to be in church is for your good. It's for your good. That is why I would never miss church. I don't. I don't remember when I missed church. Well, just recently that they were like, "Oh, stay home. You are tired." Even now, I'm I was online. I was following fully, like those of you online somebody called me from Tema. He said, "I've been following people. I want to join the church, but my, my distance. What do I do?" You, 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 could see, you could see desperateness in her. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. We are just starting the branch in Accra, but Tema day. I don't know when." Amen. Amen.
0: <laughs>
1: Maybe when Ramos is ready, we'll send him to go. <laughs> <laughs> Go, 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 Yaga, 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 yaga. (laughs) The flesh must be overcome. Otherwise it will overcome you. I said the flesh must be what? Overcome. Otherwise it will overcome you. The flesh. I wonder if I can really finish this because (laughs) I doubt I doubt I can finish. But I will end. I'll stop. And then continue other things. I have a lot of series to teach. The flesh must be overcome, otherwise it will overcome you. Beloved, Paul said that after I have preached, I beat my flesh. I beat my flesh. He doesn't praise flesh. Let me tell you something. Another way, okay, to overcome the flesh is to flee. I say is to? Flee. I say is to? Flee. There are two major things in the Bible. The Bible told us to flee. One is fornication. An adultery. He says you do what? Flee. He didn't say pray it out. He didn't say cast it out. You can cast all demons away. But when you face a demon of fornication, cast yourself away. I said do what? Cast yourself away. The man of God. When you face demon of fornication, don't think about the fact that you are a man of God, I beg. Cast yourself, and every day I try to let you know how to how to flee. You see the word flee. Uh, it is a run. it said flee? And it a walk. it said flee? Whenever I mention flee, I think about what Tom and Jerry. You see, and when they're about to run, they jump and they start paddling in the air before they left. <laughs> before their legs, their they they foot touching the ground, and they are gone. That is called flee. <laughs> He's a senior brother of Rand. <laughs> Don't waste time. Don't ask for directions. Anywhere is there, somewhere. I say, anywhere is what? Somewhere. Please. Please. You must overcome it. Amen. Are you ready to overcome for the occasion? Are you ready to overcome adultery? Yeah. You must look at someone and say, Flee. Flee. Some of you, you will do it and say, now, hey, hey. <laughs> Oh God, I said, I will do it again. Lord, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, the blood of Jesus washed me <laughs> The Bible says that he that committed fornication lacks what? Understanding. He's not wise. He doesn't know that he's destroying his, oh, his body. own body. Hallelujah. One of the things that kills your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit so easily is that thing. So easily. So you can see that a brother who used to be on fire and who loved the Lord come for prayer meeting, moving every day. You see him more the Bible. The first, second, third. Now you are we will be looking for him. We'll be doing follow-up and he will be locking his door. The same person who used to go to follow up with us. Now you go to follow up and no cry, you follow the app or start to the poem. Or maybe him. Flee! It's a killer. I say it's a what? He a killer. When you read the Bible, it said these virgins have not soiled their dresses. They overcome it. Some of them, says, they are not soiled, they, they are in white. If you have a white dress and every day you dirty poto, you wash it, you dirty poto, you wash it, it become off white. I said more, You will not get original white, white." <laughs> 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 so those of you that have been soiling and soiling and soiling. The day we get to heaven, you will realize that ah, my dress is not truly really white. It's not truly really white. You will see it. You will see it. Hallelujah. The Bible makes it clear to us that ask for forgiveness, it is not easy, difficult for God. He will forgive you, but the. In fact, the aftermath, I believe that every single sin a man commits reduces you in the intensity or the height of glory. For all have sinned and fallen short. So sin has the power to bring you lower in glory. That you, you remember that I told you that we shall all possess glorified bodies, but the quality of it will not be the same. Oh, yes. Why do you think some people are bleaching? It means that even on earth here, some people's skins are more some way than some people. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't like your own. In heaven, you can't bleach. If you want to bleach, win souls. <laughs> we souls. Is that you're a prayer warrior? You are leading many to righteousness. You are winning souls. You are, you are, you are, you are. I mean, you have to either be a star. The Bible says the stars, even they differ, they differ in glory. So I see you and I can tell that oh. <laughs> heaven, if you go to heaven and you're from Keta, we'll see. The man will see you now. Hey, abobra <laughs> We will see you. <laughs> oh, I believe I'm preaching. I, preaching. I believe I'm teaching. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the other thing that the Lord expects us to overcome is called Satan. I say it's called what? so number one we are supposed to overcome what the world number two we are supposed to overcome the flesh and the soul and then we are supposed to overcome Satan Revelation 12 verse 11 he said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamp and by the word of their testimony and they loved not their lives unto death no amount of threats from the devil would let us change our mind towards the Lord we must overcome him I said we must overcome him There are times we must pray him away. We must overcome Satan. The Bible talks about the fact that Satan will buffet or torture some of you. But those who will overcome, that means that there are certain who will overcome every challenge of the devil that he will bring up. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 21. It said, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with what? With good. How do I overcome Satan? Efficient 6.10. He said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why do you have to be strong in the Lord? Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. He said, stand. He said, for we wrestle not what. Against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places, and against rulers. These four major forces, which Satan is their principal, they are against us. And the Bible says that because of that, we should put on the whole armor. The whole armor. Because some of the forces, they are interested in your head. Some of them, they are interested in your heart. So you need a breastplate of righteousness. You need a helmet of salvation. Some of them, look, they want to break you into two. So you need a belt of truth. Some of them, you need the readiness of the gospel. And they said, having done all, to stand, stand. They said, pray with all kinds of prayer. Eat the Holy Ghost when it comes to Satan look you must battle the guy out by fire by force why the Bible says the devil cometh not the devil cometh not when the devil doesn't have any business he will not come but if you see him around your house if you see him around your business if and I'll show you how to see him if you see him around your church he cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. These three agendas. finished. But I say Jesus came. He said, I came that may have life. Have that. But another scripture said that the son of man came that he may destroy the works of Satan. Jesus didn't come to destroy Satan. He came to destroy the works of Satan. Don't forget. That is why when he crossed the, when the Jordan, they say, and uh, uh, the uh, Red Sea and got to the other side and the demon possessed person came up. He said, why have you come to before our time? The guy had a thought because you know that Jesus had no mandate to destroy him. He can destroy my works, but not me. Wow. Man of God. So you, those those ignor- ignoramus pastors that say that and you may be night. You are a joker. You can destroy the works of the enemy, but you cannot destroy him. Wow. You hey. ah, useless. Who taught <laughs> you that? And you're are bulletproof. So I have gone for a certain meeting some time ago, and they said, "Yeah, be bomb on some too. I told my friend, "I said, two, uh, two and yeah, me bomb, me bomb, So while people are making pay, I was doing boom. You And we have been bulleting and bombing the devil for all these years, and the guy is still alive. He has bulletproof. (laughs) And bomb proof. (laughs) And we have not learned lessons. We have not learned lessons. The son of man came to destroy the works of Satan. He said we should put on the full armor that we may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. We we should put on the whole armor. See, I'll put it on. Don't, don't have to joke about that. There are certain things I'm telling you nobody can do for you. Amen? Amen. There, are certain th- there are certain prayers nobody can pray for you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I can give you prayer back up. But it's not every prayer that I can pray for you. I cannot be born again for you, can I? No. no. I can't. I can't. Study the word. Didn't you know about the prayer of faith? The prayer of faith must be prayed by the elders. That is why you don't have to speak ill about your elder, your pastor, your elders. When something is not right, you go to the man of God. Please, uh, it is easy, man of God. Please, uh, I blah 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 blah, blah 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 blah. Please, okay, let's let's pray, let's pray, and then the man of God will pray what we call prayer of faith. We'll deal with that later. And the Bible says the prayer of faith will make you whole. It will make you whole. It will make you whole. And this is one of the reasons why we sow seeds. We don't sow seed because the man of God needs money. We should see the, quote, the Bible says that. They that labor in the word, they deserve one double honor. So if you can honor me doubly, it means that you have to recognize what is upon my life as an elder. So when I open my mouth on your behalf, it must work. It must work. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> it must work. You are the people that show in my life. Somebody can so wow, see. Like this with my wife. He showed her seat. I said, it is well, get up. <laughs> I I believe you are not disappointed. She wasn't. She's matured. I said, it is well. It is well, get up. I don't know why. Said, I took the money. In fact, I'm coming to give you some for today. She doesn't only recognize me as a husband. She also sees me as a priest. Not just her priest, but a priest. Every husband is a priest in his house. So, wives, there are something that, that certain times you should carry seed, and go to your husband and show it. Tell, tell your husband, I need a baby. Man, God, take it. I need a baby. Show seed another. He has to pray for you and impart you, as he has to pray for you and impart. <laughs> it is in his power to impart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So there is much to teach, but there's no time. There's no time. There's no time. There's so much. There's so much to share. There's so much. So much. So much. First John 2.13 Let me try and see if I can wrap up this way. He said, I write unto you fathers, because ye have known him, that is from the beginning. I love the scripture. I don't want to explain it. If I do, we will not close. I love, I write unto you which one? Fathers. Because ye have known him. That is from the beginning. Then said, I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. They said, I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the father. There are two sides in this overcomer's event. We have those who have been attacking, and we have those who will overcome or who are overcome. They are the same. There are people, there are believers who will face tribulation, challenges, persecutions, and it will overcome them. That means that they have been overtaken. And we have those whose faith is so deep-rooted in the Lord and they have time for the lost presence. They focus on God. They looked unto him and they were not ashamed. Their faces began to shine. They spoke like David said, that I wear is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my shepherd. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because my focus, my permit has been granted unto him for his rod and his staff to bring me out. These ones are the overcomers. Those who say, I threw it all. Nothing. Nothing. They endure all things through faithfulness and love. Love for God. I'm not coming to church because I had to meet a friend. I'm not coming to church. I'm not giving because everybody's giving. Because I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. Beloved, it's very easy to do that. You must be intentional about it. You must be intentional about it. As you are about to give offering, give it because you love God. That is the kind of offering that makes a statement in heaven. Not because it's a tradition that when I come to church, I must give an offering. And that is why we are not able to change from one city to any other city. Because traditionally, we've, we, it is it is the act of giving. That is so much of necessity to us. See, I'm man in So let me also give some let me also give some. But if it's out of love, Abba, if it's out of love. <laughs> my engineer walked to my office and I told him, he said, he's coming for money for the prayer. I said, oh, go go hear this di birthday." I said, oh, daddy. I said, oh, He said, oh, can I ban 10 He said, that distracted me, sorry. He said, oh, I Say, oh, could there be <laughs> way or, or don't it you know? Love pulled it, <laughs> amen. It was when I finished, before I realized, hey, I'll spend papa because love had taken over me. Love had taken over me, <laughs> hallelujah. Abraham loved God to the standard. that he never thought about the wife. And the, 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 the baby, he carried the baby and went, was going to slaughter the baby for God. True love looks like madness in the sight of men. One day somebody asked me, hey, hey, one day we went, I went to the courts. And I was there, and you know what happened? A lawyer came to court without a jacket, and they the they judge sacked the lawyer because he was not in court. I was shocked. I was shocked. Says he has dressed proper, but the dressing was not too bad. Said that's an improper dressing. It doesn't befit your profession. Please walk out. I'm not. I'm not sitting on your case. Hey. And the lawyer had to walk out. Meanwhile, there's no air conditioning at the place. And the sun was on. And they were expecting the lawyer to put on coats. And come and sit down. Discipline. But you see, when it comes to Christianity, we want to water down everything. We want to water down everything. Let me tell you something. Jesus never promised us a trouble-free life. No. Jesus died for us, saved us, and told us that the world will hate us because they first hate him. We are never promised a trouble-free life, but we are promised an overcoming life. He told us that we will overcome the world. It means that they will come, but we will win the battle always in Jesus' name. I say you will win it in Jesus' name. Every carnal Christian is an overtaking christian but spiritual christians will be overcomers if you walk carnally you'll be overtaken but if you walk by the spirit you will overcome because the bible said that when you read a book of revelation chapter two down to chapter th- i mean chapter three where the bible was talking about the seven churches and then he when you read it, you realize that at the end part, you say that, and those who will overcome, I will give them so so and so. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. The first overcomers were supposed to be given a tree of life to eat. The second overcomers were not supposed to be hurt by the second death. The third overcomers were supposed to be hidden, be given a hidden manna, and then white stone, and their name was supposed to be engraved on the wall, on the pillar. And then the third the fourth overcomer was supposed to be have power over nations. The fifth overcomers were supposed to have five remnants. The the sixth, the pillar, and a new name. The seventh was supposed to sit with Christ on his throne. And these are the uh, what do you call it? The the promises to the overcomers, and all these ones they all have what they are supposed to overcome. And the truth is, if we had time and we are supposed to take it one after the other, you will realize that the seven churches is either describing a particular church, or a particular Christian, or a particular group of Christians. The seven churches. It is either all put together, describes you, or one describes you. When you take the church of Ephesus, when it talks about let's go to uh, Revelation 2-7. Let's look at something there. Revelation 2 7. Let's start from uh, the verse number 1. Revelation chapter 2, the verse number 1. Then unto, the ch- unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things, says he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and who walk in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now, uh, the, what this description has what it means. Why did, did Jesus introduce himself like that to all the seven churches? Every church he had a way he introduced himself to. To the church of Ephesus, he told them that he's the one that holds seven stars, and he's the one that walk among the seven candlesticks. I mean, candle, the lampsticks. Why? Because you know those were symbolizing the seven manifestations of the spirit, and the church of Ephesus were so versed in the operations of the spirit; they were the ones that the Bible spoke about. When he was talking about what we should stand in, I mean, they should uh, uh, put on the whole armor of God and spoke about many, many, many things concerning the edification and the baptism, I mean, the the, the, the giftings of the offices for the edification of the church. So, so when it comes to the gifts of the, 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 the Spirit, they, they were really craving for it. And then when you go, go down the verse of Matthew, he said, I know thy works and thy labor. I know what? Your works and thy labor. And thy patience. And how thou cannot bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. They said, and hast borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has lived bed, and has not won faith. It's not a good report. It's not a good report. Yeah. And that is serious. If you have a record, and Jesus is the one saying this, I'm sure you'll begin to smile. Oh Jesus, you know, <laughs> Jesus, you know, you died for me, so if I live for you, it's nothing. Oh Jesus, you you deserve you, you you deserve better than this. You deserve better than this. Then verse number five. You didn't wait for him to finish thing. He said, "Remember, therefore, from when thou had fallen." No, I don't like this. This is verse four rather. He said, "Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee." Immediately your face will change. Oh, what else then? Because thou has left thy first love. Thou hast left thy first love. Beloved, one of the things we must overcome is the temptation to forsake our first love. We must be fervent in the Spirit serving the Lord. That's what the Bible said. We must be fervent in the Spirit serving the Lord. The Church of Ephesus, they forsook their first love. They were active in the activities of the Spirit, but yet they were not in love with the Spirit. You are forsaking your first love. And I said, remember therefore from when thou art fallen and repent and do the first works. And do the what? The first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. The verse number 6 says, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Then he said in the verse number 7, he that had an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says unto the church. That means that if you don't have a spiritual idea here, look, the Holy Spirit may be prompting you. You are going off, my brother. You are backsliding. Why didn't you do your quiet time today? And you are not minded. You feel it's okay. You think it's just a feeling. The Holy Spirit will use everything to make sure that you wake up to what he wants to tell you. He will tell you, hey, when you got married, things are changing. Hey, since you've got a fancy, you are not becoming effective in the house of God. The, the Holy Spirit will be prompting you many things. But he said, let them that have ears hear, we don't use this ear to hear the voice of the Spirit. That, that he's talking about discernment. When there is a prompting, you should be able to see, mm, the Lord is speaking to me. The Lord is speaking to me. The Holy Spirit may be placing a demand on you. Pray ye that you fall not into temptation. Pray and sometimes one particular scripture can come alive in your spirit for over three months. I don't understand why. You can forget it. It keeps coming. Oh, one of quotation number. It keeps coming. Coming. Pray that you follow the tradition. Pray that you follow the tradition. You... And you are not praying. And one day you will realize that <laughs> you are in trouble. You are crying. Pray that you follow. Because when you pray, what happens is that you come under another canopy. Prayer is a sign of humility. Prayer is a sign of submission. Who you pray to is who you submitted to. So if you lift your voice unto him, you have submitted unto him. The Bible says they looked unto him and they were not ashamed and their face began to shine. So if I don't pray, what it means is that I have come to the territory where Satan is in control. What's temptation? Temptations are the operations of Satan to get you fall. So anywhere that Satan is in control, if you don't pray, you find yourself there. And that is where you will see that for the first time you feel like drinking that Guinness. <laughs> You feel like you will be shocked that a lady in the church. That was thirty
0: yesterday.
1: Because when we pray, what happens is that the the Holy Spirit is melted like fire into our spirit. He lights our spirit up. We get so busy in our spirit that we don't have time for fleshy things. But we pray. That's what happens. That's what happens. So the desire in your flesh, it will rise. But the desire in your spirit must rise higher. Hey. Let him that have ears hear what the spirit says. Unto the churches. It was actually speaking to the church of Ephesus. But it said unto the churches, to him that overcometh will I give to eat the fruit, the tree of life. Which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Hallelujah. I want to end here. There is much to teach about. But go and read. Just go and read it. Just go and say that. Tell the Holy Spirit. Teach me about this. Maybe any other time I get time. I'll come up. And we'll take the seven churches. One after the other. And we will dive into it.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast. You can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.